Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. 657 AM, Yolanda Adams. Um, not, not Yolanda Adams, rather looking at something else on my screen. Uh, on Heart to Heart, Unita Benham, we worship you right here on 657 AM. It's a Friday, right? It's a Friday afternoon on Heart to Heart with myself and Popatini. I've got my weekend praise jams coming up, three songs back to back. If there's a song that you want me to play for you, please let me know, 0826572729, and I'll do just that uh, this afternoon and um, play um, your your faves this wonderful, wonderful afternoon right here on 657 AM, Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. It is, of course, the 9th of February. So um, we had the State of the Nation's address last night, and, you know, someone said something very important, I think, pre-Sona, that much as we have a lot of things that need to be fixed, that need to be worked on, we, we know that on a daily basis at times we talk about water shortage, which is becoming a thing in our country and how a lot of South Africans either have to have backup of both and not every household can afford that, Right. Uh, but someone said something very imperative, much as we're faced with a lot of uh, challenges in this day and age, we also cannot deny the progress that has been made thus far, right? Much as a lot of things still need to be worked on. And that was something to really think about. Um, so Ramaphosa admitting that there's a lot of anger overload, overload shedding, a lot of anger obviously overload shedding, but says government is working to end it, especially if you're in business. You know, if you are, um, as households, it's frustrating, but people are at work or even if you are at home, you learn to manage, you learn to live with it. But if you're running a business, it it, it is frustrating. So addressing the media at the annual presidential golf challenge in Cape Town uh, today, Ramaphosa said that the, uh, he understands the impact of consistent load shedding. And like I'm saying, especially if you're in business, you will understand just how frustrating it is, um, you know, especially on a daily basis, you're running your business. It, it's one of those frustrating things that one can experience, especially as a business owner, but you know, we are just finding ways and means of living with with load shedding and all these other challenges that we have as a country. We are joined this afternoon uh, by our guest. Uh, very, very exciting stuff. We are speaking to to our guest this afternoon. Um, we are talking about you know the his his book uh, this afternoon. Uh, Babu, Dr. Lord Dumo, good afternoon. I'm not going to pronounce your surname. You're going to do it for me because I give it to Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon, Paul. My surname is pronounced Magangani. Hey. are English, she's not African ones. Magangani. I'm so glad that I did not uh, attempt, <laughs> but rather. <laughs> I let you do it. Thank you so much for for joining us. A little bit about yourself. I mean, I'm I'm just in all reading your profile. You obtained a bachelor of degree, a bachelor of music degree, majoring in music history, and I'm like, oh wow! Just just going through 
uh, the, the work that you have done. A little bit about you before we get into your book. Yeah. Uh, you want me to add to whatever? Yes. <laughs> to how, I mean, I've started. Lead us on. Uh, well, uh, let me say, um, as, as, as I've indicated there, that my main, my junior degree was music, but I also did uh, other courses, like I did mathematics at university, but I just called one. And uh, so that when I started teaching at high school, I taught music theory and music history, and then uh, I taught mathematics. But later on, uh, because I started 20 years ago, I think maybe you were still not at school, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, it was when the, 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 the then government of uh, uh, the Nationalist Party had introduced what uh, was called uh, school guidance and counseling in the, in, in the high schools mainly. Now, I got into that through my late principal, Mr. Teresa, and then uh, I ultimately became a head of department for school guidance and counseling. Uh, and we discontinued teaching of music in the school because it couldn't get to metric. Uh, there was, for, for it, the subject to get to metric, we had to have instruments. At that time, there were no instruments at all. So we decided, no, let's not uh, continue with it. But I continued conducting the school choirs and the church choir. Um, and as I've indicated, I'm in the Methodist Church at Guatemala Central University. So I then uh, went to the University of Zulu to study music. Uh, that, that is uh, when, when I left uh, my trip. So on coming back, therefore, uh, teaching, I then got promoted from high school, going to work at what is now called the district. Uh, at, at, during our time, there were area offices. We, I was promoted on the basis of my being the HOT for school guys. I worked in that level. And um, apart from doing what I was supposed to do in terms of my job description, I was asked by this, the, the, the teachers I was working with to help them reinstate choral music in the area. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know whether you are aware that uh, before the, 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 the struggle, uh, Cutley Home had a problem. There were, they were, there was violence because of Texas. Mm -hmm. So when, when they came out of the Texas violence, then it was the violence because of the political situation in the country. So for years, they had not known any, I would say, normal situation. And therefore, schools did not sing. Uh, I joined Cutley Home in um, 1993. And then it was the following year where they asked me to help them. Uh, try and uh, you know resuscitate the culture of singing, which I did. We had uh, eliminations in Gatlehong towards it for us, then a little final in Gatlehong. But I left uh, education in 1996 and then concentrated on uh, music. Now, as 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 preachers, we and 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 and, and uh, I'll say ministers of religion, we usually say a preacher gets called to come and preach. So I got the calling, uh, well, I'll, I'll say, unfortunately, in my, uh, I think I was a fully blown adult at that time. Um, so I, but then I responded to the call and I got wrote, as I indicated, uh, in 19, uh, what's this? 
No, no, 2013. I'm missing mm -hmm. 19. <laughs> In 2013, yeah. So you do go along and uh, you. you, you, you want to grow in whatever situation that you found yourself in, especially if it's a new one, like in this one. In terms of music, I could conduct choirs, I could do anything with my eyes closed. But now coming to heaven to be a preacher, it was new for me. Mm. But this, the fact that I was a teacher was also a great help. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was able to stand in front of people and then... Uh, thoughts together or whatever, but of course you don't just simply stand and waffle and go to research and do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So I uh, I think the, the, the one minister uh, who I served under and under whom I actually candidated for preaching is the late uh, Smart Matipe. Unfortunately, he died last year, but he was already retired when he died. And um, uh, he actually did a lot, not knowing that he was actually helping me along this new path that I was mm -hmm. in here. And, and then, now the book. Uh, when uh, COVID struck in 2020, I was uh, st still studying, finishing up my certificate, higher certificate in theology. So, when the president said, sit down, stay at home, hmm. that helped me. Because now I had time to really push my studies in theology. And then uh, I then started going through the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, uh, Luke, and John, reading through all four but not from beginning to end in each case. But the main thrust, um, I would say, I was listening to the small voice, uh, probably, to say, go into this. So I was then doing a, a kind of a comparative approach of each of the gospel writers about Jesus Christ. And the thrust being, it ended up in uh, the seven words on the cross. So I... I, I took it from the beginning of each of the Gospels up to the, the, the crucifixion, not beyond. And uh, then the book came out of the crucifixion. So from 2020, uh, I, I, I kept uh, doing these readings and trying to compare research and doing all kinds of stuff and uh, consulting with uh, my late minister, uh, Reverend Matsinger. And we would have discussions actually together with him. Uh, where he would have shown me that, no, but uh, that should not be the way of following it. You've got to go this way or whatever, or give me extra information that I didn't have. Because actually he was a, a lecturer uh, mm. at some point before he came to us. He lectured pe uh, people who were studying to be uh, ministers of religion. Uh, and his uh, forte was in the Old Testament. But then we were able to, to come together and discuss and all this. So I owe uh, a lot in that book to him uh, in terms sure. of our, our, our discussion. Yeah, so then, the, the, yeah, the, 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 that's how I, I, I came to writing it and finishing it uh, sometime last year. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, 
Dr. Lodomo, without even giving too much away, um, or because at the end of the day, you do want people to attend the launch yeah. and purchase the book. But you know, the, 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 the what do you touch on in terms of the significance of the seven words on the cross? Especially now, we're heading. I felt like it was just so relevant. We're heading towards the Easter. Um, yes. or, or rather, you know, the, the, the time, um, why, you know, just, just the significance without even giving too much away, because I think you have churches who still do the seven words around this time, and you have churches that have done away with it. And I think I was having a discussion with someone who was quite interesting. I thought to myself, someone actually wrote a book on this uh, why should we be reflecting on these words around this time? Uh, maybe let me also add that uh, the fact that in the Northwest Church, uh, Easter is not Easter without uh, a sermon on the seven, on Good Friday. Mm-hmm. The seven preachers, each one coming with uh, each of those words. Yeah, around so, Passover, yes. Yes. And then um, what we do is uh, before Good Friday, like it's happening this time in the end of March, before Good Friday, then there is a seminar that gets organized for the preachers. It, it, it means that uh, various districts within our connection, you know, we talk about a connection in, in, the, in the Methodist Church, that is Southern African Methodist Churches, in each of the districts, Towards Easter, then there'll be a, a seminar organized where the, the, the words will be unpacked. So that has also been another influence for in my case to say, okay, actually, what, 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 what do these words mean? And why so much fanfare in the Methodist Church, particularly, about the words? And, uh, but then uh, I then said, okay, let's, let's, let, let's actually hone in and say, what is their significance? Because a lot in the Bible, uh, especially when we talk about the Old Testament, it was written, I don't know, 2,000, 3,000 years before Christ. But we still refer to it even today. Now, if we're talking about Christ and what he said on the cross, then what does it mean to me as a Christian? Each of the words. So hence, then the title says, The Significance of Each of Them. So we want to say, it's not just a case of having to read and then repeat the words to the congregation. We've got to give the congregation something they can take home. To say, if you say, because what does that mean to me today in 2024? When this was said, 2024 years ago, what does it mean today for me? And therefore, in, in, in the book, then I try to extract the meaning of each of the words that Christ said without having to get um, uh, to, to stray away, like in the second word, for example. The second word, the, 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 the penitent uh, criminal first asks Christ, will you remember me when you get to your kingdom? So, the, the, the tendency would be to start there to, to say those words, whereas they, they, they are not crucial. They help us. Those words help us understand Christ's response. Because had that 
criminal not said anything, probably Christ would not have spoken to him. But because he requested that the only thing, not, not, not nothing much, just for you to remember me, then Christ responds. So you want to then say, let's look at the response. What does it mean for this person who made the request? And which then, then you then bring it back now to us today to say, what does that mean for us? Because it says that man was on, if he was not on the cross, we'd say he was on his deathbed and made the request. He'd been leading a criminal life. Christ didn't say, but wait a minute, you've been leading such a bad life, uh, and then you come to me now when I'm also dying and you ask for me to remember you. Christ gets into a salvation mode immediately. In short, to say, at any time, anywhere, you can be saved. Sure. He's not looking at what is happening at that point in time, but attends to what yeah. is requiring his attention at this point. Yes. He's not saying, look at me. I've, I'm, I've been glad more than you. I've, I've been but he says he is requesting, and I came to save. Here's a soul, mm. and he saves the soul very well. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Sure. So you, you then look at all the others. I mean, even the first one, forgive. Uh, we had sinned, so for us to get back to God, we have to be forgiven. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Time is against us, <laughs> but we will definitely have part two of this. Uh, I feel like, yeah, we, you and I will definitely have part two, whether here on, on 25th Cafe, we'll make a plan to have a proper part two, especially with, like I said, Passover um, slowly approaching. I think we will definitely have part two of this. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Ludumo, for coming through for taking time to speak to us. Let's speak quickly, speak about your upcoming book launch. You are launching the book pretty soon. Tell us a little bit about that before we wrap up. Yeah, uh, the book is being launched actually tomorrow at, wow. uh, yeah, at my church, at the Methodist Church in Guatemala. Um, we're starting at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I deliberately deliver chose 2 o'clock because Saturdays, you you know, all townships. It's funerals in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't want to, uh, to, 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 to you know, stress people to say, ah, how do I go to this funeral and I want to come to the party? So at least people said, okay, it's two o'clock, it's fine. So it's happening at two o'clock. I'm hoping that it will just uh, be about two hours. Uh, that is now my my talk to talk about the book and then uh, uh, complimentary copies to certain people that uh, try to be identified before tomorrow. And then after that, people will then buy the book and I'll be there to sign whoever the book. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Much, much appreciated. How do we get a hold of you on social media or any other platform, email, anything? Uh, let, well, my, 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 my uh, number, cell number is 83 mm-hmm. 701 4228. I am on WhatsApp as well. And then uh, uh, my 
email address is ludumo, L-U-D-U-M-O dot magangane, M-A-G-A-N-G-A-N-E at gmail.com. Dr. Ludumo Makangane, thank you so very much. <laughs> I at least had to say it once in the interview, otherwise it really would be an injustice. Thank you so much, uh, Yeah. Well, let me thank you as well. I mean, I got uh, in touch with you very late in the day, but yeah, you jumped. Thank you, Tata. Uh, much, much appreciated. Like I said, uh, we will definitely unpack some more probably on a different show, but we'll definitely unpack. I feel like there's just so much. Thank you so much, Tata. Much appreciated. Lovely. Listen to Radio Pulpit 657 AM for a godly perspective on day-to-day events. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.